Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of January 16th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, we got a ton of stuff this week, so let's jump right in. And uh, we'll kick things off with some trailers. We got the, I guess, yeah, it's the first full trailer for uh, Scream 6, which is coming out in March. Uh, I guess Scream's like an annual thing. I guess we got Scream, Scream 2022 last year, and now we're getting Scream 6 this year. Um, yeah, first trailer was kind of just a tease of like one scene on a subway, but this is like the first full trailer uh, with, you know, multiple <laughs> scenes and multiple like, more definitely a lot more like what ghost is up to and yeah we're, we're in new york city we're we, we're away from winsboro now and uh all the survivors from the first movie so like melissa barrera and jenna ortega and uh the uh like jasmine savoy brown and mason gooding are like all basically everyone all the new characters survived the first movie the scream last year are back in new york city and then uh courtney cox is back as Gail Weathers, obviously, and then uh, Hayden Pentier from Scream 4 as uh, Kirby Reed is back <laughs> uh, as well. And then, yeah, there's a new ghost face stalking them through New York City. Um, they're using a gun this time <laughs> at one point, which I think is... <laughs> I, don't, I, which I, think, I, don't, I don't think we've ever seen a ghost face use a gun. It, it's weird because, like, is it just because it's New York? You just... It, it's how, like, ghost feels... Ghostface killer rolls just like it's a gun instead of a knife. Well, it's it, I mean I think it's just like that was just like like just like opportunity of like because he like, he like he's in like that convenience store or whatever, and then the guy tries to like the store owner tries to shoot him with a shotgun, and then Ghostface grabs it and like it's like oh I, this is way better than a knife. <laughs> like it, I don't know I feel like serial killers with a gun is not the same as serial killers with like a melee weapon, right? Yeah. And it's, there's definitely something weird, like, because the mask is all, like, kind of, like, older and, like, it's not really, it's not burned, but, like, it's, like, dirty and cracked. And, like, so, like, I feel like there's got to be something, like, because, like the way that, like, the mask looks, there's got to be something significant about that. It's probably going to be, like, oh, I'm, they might, okay, as dumb as it sounds, but kind of makes sense, they haven't done this. They bring back one of the old Ghostface killers. I feel like. Okay, if, that's thing where it's like I've, oh i'm actually like you know what what's this because what was it isn't like one spoiler alert but isn't one of the kids like the daughter of like the main villain somewhere yeah yeah melissa barrera is the illegitimate daughter or of uh of uh ski ulrich i mean how wasn't ski Ulrich supposed to be like 18 like i yeah it was yeah it was like yeah like <laughs> Her mom and Skeletor had an affair, and then yeah, and then uh, but I think I think they're I think they're both in, I think they're both like high schoolers, but and I, I I don't know if it was like like before before he was dating Sydney she, he was dating Sydney or like like during so he, like he cheated on Sydney with like <laughs> Musabera's mom or something, but yeah that was the whole thing but that was the whole big thing about Scream uh, last year, and then she was like having like like visions of him and stuff. I think he may just might bring bring Ski Altrich back. <laughs> oh my god! 
as dumb as it sounds, it's like I get to do that. I, I mean, I feel, yeah, like that'd be. They have to have, like a crazy like explanation for like how he like survived because like they were bo- like <laughs> like they were they were both like super super dead at, at the end of the first, like I th- all the, all the ghost faces well, have been dead. Well, like, Matthew Willard. Uh, Willard, yeah, he, like he he got a TV smash in his head, but you might be able to live through that. I. But yeah, Ski, Ski got shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah, all the all the other like all the ghost faces have gotten like. I I see like they've been like definitively killed. But uh, yeah. So yeah. But yeah. New new setting. Um. Yeah. A bunch of a bunch of returning cast members. Uh. A bunch of new cast members like uh, Dermot Mulroney and uh, Smart Weaving and Tony Leverlori and Henry Zernier all uh showing up in this new one. I'm, I'm I'm curious about like in the trailer like there's that part where like they go to like the it's like, a, it's like a bunker or something it's like this weird like ghost face bunker where it has like I don't know if that's like the like all the costumes from like all the previous ghost faces or something but it's just like you're like oh it's a shrine like <laughs> it's a huge shrine yeah but yeah I'm 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 definitely I, I'm on board like I I thought last year's scream was uh pretty like pretty good like definitely one of the strongest ones in the series so. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to see what what they're what they're doing with this one. Yeah, and they broke the curse of like return. It's actually like improving returns. It's not like diminishing returns. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, like it's it's like I've, like scream kind of. It's there's like a it's like it's like a weird wave where it's like three. Th- I think to me, three is the, definitely the weakest one, and then four four was pretty good, and then yeah, and then last year's was like. Better than four. So, so. I I'm, I get confused between three and two. Three two is the one where like the two villain co- was two is college and it had Timothy right, Oliphant and was, like the villain like, was uh, her Cottle, brother. And that like, was that was that was three. Holy shit! So what was two? Who's the villain in two? Two was um Ski Ultra's mom, like Billy Loomis's mom. No, like, I thought that was three. That was two, Cause, because because two was two was when Sydney went to college and then like Ghostface tracked her to the college, but then it was like Miss it was Mrs. Loomis and she like recruited like uh, like Timothy Oliphant to like help her like k- kill Sydney for revenge for Billy, and then three was this they went to Ho- they went to Los Angeles because they're filming Stab Two I think or Stab Three or something, and then there was a Ghostface right around the set of like Stab. In Los Angeles, and then it was turned out like the director of Stab was Sydney's like half brother, who was like trying to like, and then, but then, but then three also introduced like it was only for that movie, but it was like it was such a lame, weak part about it was like they changed the voice changer that so they could sound like any person. Yeah, that was a weird twist. Of like, oh, it's like I have a I have a just like voice changer that can make me sound like any person in the movie, <laughs> like this magic voice changer. It's like just yeah, just leave it as like <laughs> the Ro- Roger L. Jackson voice. Like we don't. That is, that was just a stupid like, like, like oh oh man, this, we're we're choosing this up for three. Like, but uh yeah but yeah, yeah Scream Six is going to be out on uh, March 10th, so uh, definitely ready for that one. I think all those I think all those screams are on Paramount Plus if you wanted to catch up or if you haven't seen like last year's scream it's on Paramount Plus if you want to catch up before this one. Yeah, 
And then uh, we also got the uh, uh, new trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3, uh, which I believe is also going to be March. So March, March is going to be a huge uh, month <laughs> this year. There's tons of stuff happening in March. Um, but yeah, but yeah, Mandalorian Season 3, um, which is kind, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> Mandalorian. It's already kind of like Mandalorian Season We've already kind of got like half a season of Mandalorian because of Book of Boba Fett, but uh, yeah, we, yeah, Grogu and Mando are back. There's they're you know they're going around on new adventures. Um, they're going back. They're going to Mandalore. Uh, because like Mando has to do some sort of like trial to like get his like honor back or become Mandalorian again because he was kicked out of he's kicked out of the Mandalorians because he took his helmet off. Well, he told them about the helmet, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. you're out. Yeah, well, and and he, man, he's also in like the like debt like uh like <laughs> the like fanatical cult that's like the splinter group of the Mandalorians, not like the, like not he's not in like the, the Bo-Katan, like normal Mandalorians. Yeah, he's like an extremist. Yeah. And he, I mean, he also he's 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 got the dark saber, so like he is like. Based on like their like traditions and stuff, like is like the leader of Mandalore. <laughs> so well, he could like he could like reunite yeah, he could he, like he reunite can, all the Mandalorians. Does he so. lead all of the Mandalorians then? I think that that's I think that's like that's like the like kind of like lore or like whoever like wields the dark saber is like basically like is like the, the the head of the Mandalorians. And I wonder if he's actually getting better at holding it, or it's sort of like. Yeah, hopefully he's been training. Like he fucking cut himself horribly. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. even in Book of Boba Fett, he's still not like good at it yet. Yeah. Well, I'm still trying to figure out how Gideon was able to just wield that thing like nothing. Yeah. Maybe because he wasn't fighting because the dark Saber like fights against you or something is what they're like they were saying like you you get you have to like give in to like it's like. Des- like evil desires or dark desires or something. Like you can only use it for evil. Well, it's got it's got it's got some sort of like like force presence or something, and like it has like a like a will or something. You have to like you have to like uh like because and he's like he's like he's like fighting against it, and you need to like give into it. Hmm. Okay. I didn't I didn't read a lot about the dark saber. I just know it yeah. showed up in the Clone it was, Wars and here. Yeah, it was it was a it was a big like uh like plot thing in like uh Rebels too. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely very excited about like like more like Mandalorian like you know like culture and like uh <laughs> hierarchy stuff in Mandalorian season three. Like yeah, going back to Mandalore and then what what like is like is Bo Katan gonna like try to like get the dark saber from. <laughs> uh mando or what's gonna happen there like like who's gonna like rule mandalore are they gonna like get the mandalorians all back because i mean there's a shot of like mando with like a bunch of the mandalorians like say again so like is like is he actually gonna like succeed like reunite all the all the mandalorians under him and then do what (laughs) Hmm. and there's also like there's like who like they gotta probably set up some new villain but like because they they are they got rid of Moff Gideon, so like who is gonna like be the new like big bad of Mandalorian? 
I don't know. Like, is there still time in the series to introduce this where, like, you can't, like, it can't be super famous because I feel like the First Order immediately would be like, we need to destroy that. Like, you know, well, like, I feel like, I feel like they're still, they're like, like, I mean, they hinted at the first season, they haven't really, they ha- kind of gotten back to a little bit, but like, like, Everything with the like the initial like reason they wanted Grogu was like it, for like it seems like for like it, it seems like it's for like the Palpatine cloning projects. Right, right. Because you figured that'd be high priority, unless like this is like a Rogue One situation where eventually they do get Grogu and they like localify him to be like goo to oh, like feed into Palpatine. Like it somehow yeah. like just makes you hate like. Palpatine even more. Mm-hmm. It's like you killed Grogu, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's a problem. Like you, you in, they introduced such a cool concept of post-war empire pre-first order, and it's only like a twenty-year difference, I think, mm-hmm. between the different errors. But technically, Palpatine is still alive during this timeline, right? Like. He's doing something. It's five years yeah. after Return, yeah. right? So there's still 15 years of things happening. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I don't know where Grogu's going to fit into the timeline. But yeah, I mean, even by the time uh, they get to whatever the Ray trilogy, I, what, what's the new term for the... I mean, this is the sequel trilogy, I think everyone calls it. Alright. So the sequel trilogy, like... That that era, like Grogu would be a teen, and he would, you know, he would look like what like prop photos of young Yoda would look like. Maybe we have no idea. So it'd be cool to see that, like a uh, <clears throat> where where the series continues there. If they do a, a flash forward where we're just somehow in the uh, First Order universe, the timeline. No, because again, just I think Disney did not bank on having enough material during this era, and this is like if you, they just did this first, I think Star Wars would be less hated on, right? If they just did like Obi Wan, they did uh, Andor, they did this. Actually, yeah. no, Andor is like I know before, but still, like this was like the t- It's weird that, to think the TV version of Star Wars is doing way better. In the movies. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, Every, all pretty, most of the Star Wars, the TV stuff has been pretty like good to great. So I mean, I, I'm I'm I will watch this, but I'm I'm just I don't see them doing something crazy where it's like, wow, how this will this affect the rest of the Star Wars universe? It's like, nah. Yeah. I think Mandalorian is better as like at its best when it's not like doing that like the loot thing was cool totally. but like but then it was just like all right the, like, <laughs> like yeah just I agree. Like, just ha- just had like i just want mando and grogu just going to like random crazy planets and like bounty hunting people or like do like helping the locals or doing something like and that there's nothing to do with like any of like the empire or like future well, events okay. or anything, yeah the bill burr episode where they take down that one like refinery station that was a good episode yeah this was like that, that that's what that's what we're coming to Mando, Mandalorian for is just like these like cool one-off like 
commando missions where he's like, you know, like, yeah, like tracking someone down or like fighting a giant monster or like breaking to somewhere. Dealing with, with like all the mo- the gangsters in the area. Yeah. Doing like he's 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 still getting paid to do something for the un- the underworld stuff. Mm-hmm. Give me more of that. Yeah. I don't want him to just for whatever reason just be part of the rebellion. Like it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. I think they know that. I think if they stick to their guns of knowing how to say the first I mean, season. I, I, mean, I guess it, it might make sense to join rebe- like to like join, like fight the like fight the empire of the first order because like they were responsible for like nuking Mandalore basically. Right, but like if you see what they do, like the, the crazy part is because they showed us the wacky like everyone versus the first order of um, <laughs> the return of the Skywalker. Yeah, rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Like, my brain just refuses to remember, like, the names and what happens in some of those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, where were the fuck was Mando during that time, you know? Like, <laughs> where were the Mandalorians during that? They really could Granted, it was more of an air fight, so you can't just throw a Mandalorian in there and just, like, yeah, shoot yeah. this. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, it, it's, it's... It's... It's weird to put, like, a bookend to where the series will be go like where the lore is gonna head towards but like i i just don't want to add something so goddamn crazy where it's like this doesn't make sense anywhere but it's like oh this is just the mando timeline and just like okay i'm fine with like a mando timeline whatever reason and uh yes yes i mean mandalorian season three is gonna be march 1st on disney plus so definitely get ready for that one and then uh, last trailer for the week is we got the trailer for the new DC anime movies coming up also in March, uh, March 28th, is uh, Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham, which is an Elseworlds uh, Lovecraftian Batman story. Uh, it's based on the miniser- comic miniseries by uh, Mike Mignola, Richard Pace, and Troy Nixie. And it is set in the 1920s. There is a cult trying to like bring out... like weird Lovecraftian demons and destroy Gotham. So Batman has to like uh, try to stop them. And there's like kind of like Lovecraft twenties versions of like a bunch of the other like Batman characters and like other DC characters. Like there's like, like Harvey Dent and uh, Oliver Queen and James Gordon and like Penguin and uh, Mr. Freeze and a bunch of other ones, but like in like 1920s Lovecraftian versions of them, Uh, like, is Jason Blood is Etrick and the Demon, I think, right? Or like, uh, yeah, Etrick, because he, he shows up, yeah. He, but he's like a spirit in this one, and then I guess he can transform into like a full version of himself. Interesting. I mean, interesting I mean, take. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he like he, he Jason Blood can always like always turn into Etrick, and he's just he just has to say like the the rhyme or whatever, and he turns into Etrick. Really? I thought yeah. it was like. I thought I've seen more versions of Etrigan where he's just kind of like an entity. I didn't know he was like a spirit. Yeah, if 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 Jason Blood like says like the certain like whatever like the rhyme is that like brings like Etrigan out, then he turns into Etrigan. I didn't read a lot of Etrigan, or mm-hmm. I didn't really. I just I saw him in things where he's like, okay, that's just like a thing. I've been I've been just seen him in like the like uh, DC animated movies. Like like he's been in like all the, like the like just the dark. Constantine movies, but yeah, he's 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 in this one. Um, 
Uh, David Giantoli, who was Batman in Batman Soul of the Dragon, is Batman again here. Um, and then you got uh, John DiMaggio is J- James Gordon. You got Patrick Fabian from Better Call Saul as Harvey Dent. Uh, uh, Tati Gabriel from Uncharted is playing Kylie Chan- Kane, who is like the like Batman's new like ally in this one. And um, yeah, it, it looks it looks looks like it could be cool. Like definitely into like, looks like into like the like horror like Lovecraftian stuff. Looks like there's just some like looks like some cool like stylish like shots and like a shot like I don't I don't know if Batman's like going on like, the astral plane or like what he's like he's going in the, like a like a like like spirit realm or something. But like a shot like it's like a shot with like him on like a like demon projection like symbol and then there's like bats all behind him. I I kind of I kind of wish it did. I leaned even more into like the Mike Mignola like style, because mm-hmm. because it, it's 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 the it's like the new like DC animated style, which is like it's fine, but like if it's like a one off Elseworlds, like just lean fully into like the like Mike Mignola Hellboy style of like the like the graphic like the miniseries. Yeah, I I want to see his like disjointed character artwork. Where yeah. like, things are not quite proportionate, mm-hmm. like it's the uh like bulgy like world where it's all like it looks very like animated and it looks mm-hmm. very um I don't know like trippy looking you know like it's not smooth and and sharp like like this I think it would help because it's like it's supposed to be a gothic horror so. Yeah. Uh, I want to see that, like, Lovecraftian look. This looks like, if you told me this was Lovecraftian, I was like, I guess. Like, it looks Victorian, but it doesn't look Lovecraftian. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, I think there was, like, tentacles coming out of, like, a portal at one point, and, like, there's, right, but like, that's just demons. But, I mean, that, yeah. that's just, like, it's not, like... When you think Lovecraft, well, you think well, I think just, like... There's, there definitely looks like, at like, some point, they're, like, paying homage to, like, at the mountains of madness because like batman's in like uh some sort of arctic expedition or something that like like everyone died or like went insane or something so that's in there but yeah I, like i definitely definitely needs like a cthulhu or like some sort of like like some sort of like like ancient one or like old one or something to like show up hey, maybe, that's crazy maybe, is that this this original story came out in like 2000 mm-hmm. so i think like Gotham by Gaslight came was earlier, and then I guess they're just going backwards. But uh, yeah, so, but, but yeah, March twenty eighth, you can check it out on digital and four uh, K slash Blu ray, and then I'm sure it'll be on HBO Max sometime after that. Like because they all they all eventually come to H- like a couple months after they hit like digital or. Blu-ray, they come to HBO Max, which is where, which is where I mainly watch them. Besides HBO Max, I just wait for them to show up there. But yeah, until I don't know, HBO's gonna pull like a crazy one because nope, we're getting rid of this too. Yeah, we're not we're, DC. We're, not, we're pulling all the DC stuff. We're gonna like we're gonna relaunch DC Universe or whatever the hell the streaming service was before HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, pay a separate fee again. Anyway. Uh, moving on, we got some other news to talk about, and uh, we got some crazy news from Disney. Uh, apparently, Tron Three 
is uh back in development um so i mean tron legacy was over 10 years ago um it came out 2010 um but uh and then there was like apparently joseph kaczynski was like working on a sequel like right after like legacy came out but then legacy was like kind of a like well I, it wasn't a flop but it was like a disappointment apparently to di- like for like what it cost compared to like what it made worldwide it was like considered like a disappointment to disney but um yeah the third one is apparently on track um uh joaquin Roning is gonna direct it he directed uh maleficent mistress of evil and uh jared leto is apparently uh signed on to star in it and um, I like the title right now. Apparently, is Tron Ares. Oh boy! But yeah, no, no other plot details or anything else about, about what this could be. Like, I don't like. I would hope they would follow up on like the like. <laughs> there's a digital being in the real world from Tron Legacy, but. I don't know if any, like it doesn't seem like unless I mean I mean I guess it's pretty early I mean they guess they could change but like it doesn't seem like any like we're getting like any like uh characters from like Tron Legacy like because Jared Leto was on Tron Legacy so, like it seems like a totally different Tron storyline yeah, like is it just like another okay is it gonna be something stupid where like Jared Leto bought the arcade and then he just enters his machine because like. Flynn's son didn't mention this at all or whatever. Or or, or or Jared Leto is like a he's like a like one of the like a hacker. Those, or, or or like he's like he's like one of those like one of the new like like AI <laughs> like like Cora was like a fully like 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 fully like intelligent like new species basically and then like is he, is he just his character from goddamn Blade Runner? Like he just <laughs> oh my god, here? yes. Because they went nowhere with his character in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. He just shows up and it's just like, oh no, I make like replicant human things. Like yeah, okay. I cut them out of a giant sack. <laughs> Life is uh with crazy when you're with like crazy contact dot, like lenses. Yeah, was is it by that he's also a replicant or he's not? I I don't know. Probably, yeah. And then, yeah, like, so maybe he's starring in it. I hope he's not like. He makes a better villain than he, he would a hero. Yeah, this. yeah. Because I know, like, the guy, the actor that was in Tron Legacy, um, he's got issues. He, uh, what's his face? Uh. Uh, Jarrett, Garrett, uh, Jarrett Headland? Human? Yeah. He's, he's been in stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think, like, uh, he hasn't been anything that's, like, blockbuster, right? He, he, he's, he's, he's been, he's, like, co-starring on Tulsa King. <laughs> oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm... I just don't. I just don't know why he's not like promoting this. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be in this because he was trying to promote Tron Three a while ago. Mm-hmm. Remember they did that like that like teaser trailer where you put a shirt on says like Flynn lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just led to nothing. Like <laughs> such a cock teaser that one. Like, oh, cool, more Tron. 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, Disney seems like they're just like slowly getting back in like the Tron train because like they're got the roller coaster's coming out, um, like in spring, like it's gonna open in spring this year at uh, in Florida, the Tron Lightcycle Run. I mean, you can go to Japan right now and then yeah. go on that. And it's, I feel like if I go there, it's like out, slightly outdated, but then it's like you basically have a year or two before they redesign it to um, Tron. Uh, Aries. Mm-hmm. So I gotta hop on that roller coaster soon. You really need to get the uh like uh bring uprising back to because that that was uh super good. And does that tie in to uh it, it's it, it's between it's between Tron and Tron Legacy. Right, so it does tie in. Yeah, it kind it kind of shows like um like how like how Tron like uh like basically got turned into like uh Rinsler. Mm-hmm. And then like kinda like cl- like like uh like clues like like him like like building it like basically take over the grid. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Cause I you know like uh I mean, it sucks. Didn't they kill like one of the main heroes in that one to kind of explain how Tron Legacy starts? Well, like, I think I, I mean, because that was that was that was like yeah, that was like ten years ago too when that was on. But like, I think like um, there's like like Tron was trying to train. Like Beck, who was like the main character of Tron, like Tron Uprising, who was voiced by Elijah Wood, um, to like basically take his place because like he, like Tron is like getting like, um, like because he fought he fought Clue and got like 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 defeated and like was like horribly injured and then, uh, so then so then he's like been been in hiding and then that's that's like that's why Clue was able to like build up his armies and, like, take over the grid. Hmm, okay. I also found that, um, there was, like, a short, like, sequel thing called Tron the Next Day. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Oh, like, the live-action one? I think that was, that was yeah. on, like, the, I think that was on, like, the Blu-ray of, like, Tron Legacy or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely check out if you haven't seen uh, Tron Uprising. It's on Disney Plus. I would say definitely check that out if, uh, if you want. If you want more Tron and you haven't seen that, like the animation style definitely takes a little bit to get used to because it's it's very unique and very jarring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, once once you get into it, it's it's a really it's a really good show. Like it's like really like takes in like Tron like a lot of Tron stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on whatever Tron Three is gonna be. Um, it's it's super super early days. Like this is probably like a couple years off at least. <laughs> but uh, at least. It, yeah, it's 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 in development. So <laughs> we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I hope they bring in Tron guy, and then <laughs> what? Will this bring Daft Punk back together? Oh my god. We can only we can only hope because like that yeah. that that score that Tron Legacy score is 
maybe the greatest movie score of all. Like I, I, I still listen to that like constantly, like to this day. I still listen to like that score all the time. I mean, it's it's funny because like you can't think about Tron Legacy without Daft Punk, and I can't think Daft Punk without Tron Legacy now. Yeah. I mean, who would you even like? Yeah, I mean, who would you even like? You, just like you, you couldn't not Dead Mouse, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a whole different vibe with some him. sort of like some sort of like synthwave person, like I, I, like I, like like bitch murder or something. I don't know. Yeah, you just need like a techno synth guy because if you get like I know a lot more dark synth and I know a lot more um like synth rock. Yeah. Uh, like who's the like who's the band that did um <laughs> Drive? Well, I mean Drive had a bunch of like that like Kavinsky was in there and like a couple, I think like, it's Kavinsky. Yeah. Night Drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like you can find uh, substitutes, but you just can't find like a full replacement. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got like Mitch Murder. What about like you got Power Glove? You got. Miami Nights, nineteen eighty four. There's a whole, there's like a, a ton of like synth, like if you want to like lean to like synth wave, you, there's like a bunch of people you could probably get in there. Yeah, I mean, but the, yeah, the, modern, the bar, modern yeah, the, Tron, you need that. If you yeah, don't the, have the, that. the bar, the bar is set super, super high score wise. <laughs> so, um, other news this week, uh, it was a great week if you're a fan of Killer Dolls and. Uh, <laughs> Because uh, we got news that there's going to be a Megan sequel. So uh, Megan 2.0 is coming in uh, 2025, January 17, 2025. And uh, Akela Cooper is coming back to, is, to try the movie. Um, Violet McGraw and Allison Williams are going to be back um, for the sequel. Uh, no director is announced yet, but it's going to be, yeah, Megan's going to be back causing havoc again in, in, in two years so i i, I want to see it i just it, it didn't work out to like go to the theater see it i'm i, I now i'm gonna i'm probably just gonna wait until like there's like a because they, they said there's probably like a like an uncut version that's like that it seems like that's that's the version that should it should have been all the time because because it was pg-13 so like this seems like it seems like it should have been like a crazy R-rated like insanity like malignant or something, but yeah, it, it's weird because I was like I totally didn't see it being PG-13. I thought it would be R because yeah, it should be yeah. So yeah, it, 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 there's like a like an unrated like you know like gorier crazier version. I'll, I'll probably check. That's the version I'll, I I'd want to check out. I, I would assume I'm, I'm assuming like a, like a couple months they'll probably be on Peacock too because like all the Bloomhouse movies end up on Peacock because of their deal with Universal. So you can probably watch it on there if you haven't seen it in theaters yet. But uh, yeah, if you're a fan of Megan, the, uh, just two more <laughs> two years she'll be back doing her crazy dances and murdering people again. So and then we also got news that uh, Chucky over on like every <laughs> like it's not it's not really like. Like a like on, on like one network is just like NBC and like Universal in general. It's on like Sci-Fi, USA, Peacock, like <laughs> Shutter. Like it's on like it's on like every every anything that like like NBC has like their fingers in. But um, yeah, Chucky Chucky is renewed for season three, the, the TV show, which apparently I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna check it out at some point soon here. Um, but I mean. 
you, well, you, you saw like the first season, right, Chris? You, have you seen both seasons or just the first season or? Uh, I've seen parts of the first season. I didn't finish it yet. Yeah. I just got but, like distracted by other things. But you, but you, but, but you, you, you liked what you saw, right? Like it was like a, like yeah, a, a it, it's arc. good. I, I, <laughs> I like how it escalates in each, in the next season, like where it's like a, a school, like now having to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan. I just did not spend time watching it. I know like that's like one of the shows I regret not watching all the way. But yeah, apparently it's a, it, yeah, apparently it was a big like uh like cable hit. It's like it's like a big like U, like USA slash sci-fi. Like it was like one of their, one of their biggest shows for the year, and just like a cable in general. So yeah, season three Chucky is coming. Uh, I don't think they said exactly when, but um uh oh, it, it, it's maybe like end of this year. It seems like maybe like probably, probably like October maybe like in time for Halloween. But yeah, I, I know I know I know they just added like season one and two to Shutter recently. Um, so that that's my that might be where I check it out finally. <laughs> you, what you didn't see it in Peacock? I didn't I didn't watch it on Peacock. No. I think Which it's I like first dibs on Peacock. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a sci-fi USA show. I mean that like they all end up on Peacock by the next day on Peacock, but um. Yeah, they made some sort of deal with Shudder, too. So it's not, now it's not Shudder if you have Shudder. Do you get ads on Shudder or no? Uh, no. Yeah, it's prefer a way to watch it, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's on Peacock, AMC+, Shudder, and DirecTV and Fubo. So so Ch- Ch- Chucky's all over the place if you want to check it out. Um, so we also got uh, news this week that uh, a Rainbow Six movie is in development, which uh, you know was teased at the end of Without Remorse from uh, 2021, and uh, this this is the sequel to that movie. So Michael B. Jordan's back as John Clark. And uh, apparently Chess the Husky, who you know has directed all the John Wick movies, is directing Rainbow Six. So that's a pretty exciting development. And okay. like it, I they can never, well they can't, they can't tie in the Tom Clancy universe. Oh, like 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 make Jack, Jack Ryan, Ryan also in that universe. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely it definitely is weird that like. They're both prime exclusives, and they're not like they're, they're like totally separate, not, no connections, nothing like. You you think they would like want, they would want to like get in the, on like that cinematic universe like money like, but no, they're, they're yeah they're they're to, to, totally separate universes, no no connections, but uh yeah this this will be a uh, sequel to Without Remorse, John Clark. Presumably, like, because at the end of Remorse, I think it was like the post-credit scene, or like the after-credit scene was like, like, hey, we want you to talk to you about this project called Rainbow or something. <laughs> I, think, I think like some guy approached like him and was like, we're talking about there's a we're trying to we're forming a team called Rainbow. Rainbow Four. Yeah. So they, they, can't, they can't. They can't. They can't. Legally not able to use Rainbow Six. 
<laughs> no, well, and then and then Michael Jordan's like, add two more people, it'd be cooler. Two more six. Yeah. <laughs> and like, doesn't he get a whole new name? He's like, oh, call me Logan now. Well, he he was he was John Kelly, and then he changed then he changed his name to like John Clark. Um, when after he like uh. Yo, know, gets his revenge on uh, the people gotcha. who killed his wife and everything. Yeah, I, I didn't follow the story of Rainbow Six. I just played the games and then, you know, yeah. where it started getting crazy. I think, I, I think I've tried to start the book, like, twice, and I just kind of, like, fade off of it. Because it has, it has a really cool opening, and then it kind of, like, like, it's, like, really gets bogged down in, like, te- military jargon, techno babble like is it just constant action it doesn't so there's no constant action it's more like operational planning for a while it op- it opens with a, a pretty cool like they're like a bunch of like the rainbow six guys are on like a plane that gets hijacked and they're like these they're just like oh these motherfuckers like <laughs> it's like so it's like it's like these terrorists picked like the worst plane to hijack because it's like a, a bunch of like uh like like like, like spec, spec ops guys on the plane, so they they basically take down the plane, and then they uh they take down the terrorists on the plane, and then they uh they have to, like they have to deal with like this like there's a terrorist group trying to like do like a like a biological attack against like a bunch of like different cities around the well it it, it, it turns out they like, they want to attack like the, the Olympics in like Sydney and like release like a, a like a crazy weaponized Ebola strain. So that's, so that's like that's like the that's like the, the plot like the first Rainbow Six book is like they, they Rainbow Six stopped like this ter- like this like biological attack. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then it just stagnates with, hey, we should probably go over like this plan we got, and then just <laughs> well, that's I mean, all that, these like technical writing. That that's that's like a lot of like if you if you read any like Tom Clancy stuff, like he gets really into like, oh, this is like the. <laughs> Mark One Havoc system with like 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 really into like the specs on like all the missiles and like the like the like all like the guns and like the ammunition of the guns and like it's like there's a lot uh, multiple pages just like people describing like weapon systems and te- like <laughs> like so I'm, de- I'm definitely more, I'm definitely more of a fan of like games and movies of Tom Clancy and like less the books. Gotcha. But yeah, definitely, definitely say for like, like a Chance the Husky directed Rainbow Six movie sounds pretty awesome. I mean, without remorse is fine, but like, I think if you like getting like, like a, like a, yeah, like someone like a Chance the Husky in there to like amp up the action, like, definitely. And, and then just, and then just get a, like a, they definitely just need to get a bunch of those like cool, awesome, like badass Rainbow Six guys to join Michael B. Jordan, just like get like the cool, like you know, get like a Scott Atkins in there or something, or like like people like that in there. It's like the Rainbow Team. Yeah, if they follow up like an all-star cast of action heroes, that'd be great. Yeah. I just want to know, like, if Michael B. Jordan's the leader, who who else is gonna be part of this commando team of like? Mm-hmm. Badasses that um honestly I only know like three people because the rest of the team I just never swapped in in the game. <laughs> yeah. 
because oh, most of the time I played, like, it's either everyone's K, uh, KIA or, like, everyone comes back. <laughs> so I never had, there's no need to swap out. Yeah, I feel like, 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 uh, like, Ding Chavez is, like, the other, like, big character, I think. That's what, that's yeah, I think he was featured in, like, a few Tom Clancy things, right? Yeah. He's supposed what, to be, like, an expert sniper and, like, survivalist. Wasn't, wasn't he, like, the main character of, like, some of the games, too? Like, you played as, like, Ding, basically? Uh, like, 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 the, like, the, like, like, the Vegas games, I think you played as, like, uh, like, Ding? No, no, you played as, like, Bishop or Rook, these, like, chess piece names. The, like, yeah. the Rainbow Six Squad on that side, at that point, you're just, like, squads? You're not really, like, you're Rainbow Six, but you're not, like... Yeah. or six well they had they had they, there's like they had like two there's like two t- there's like two teams for like rainbow has like two different teams that like get set out and then like like john clark is like the commander but then and there's like a whole bunch of like other like like support people and stuff like they're like, the, like they're like helicopter pilot and their doctor and stuff but then there's like there's like two main like rainbow teams and they're all and it's all like it's all the whole the whole thing is like it's like it's basically it's like GI Joe it's like it's like the best the best from like every like special ops unit around the world that's like Delta Force and like SAS and uh like Russian and uh like Mossad and like all all all, all the all any like any of the major like special forces units around the world they they said like it's like one one or two members from each each of those like go to like join rainbow yeah yeah it's it's weird it's like this is an international u.s government agency yeah at least gi joe was like everyone was american or they joined the american branch even though they came from britain or somewhere it's just like okay mm-hmm. so at least in gi joe there was the iron like Brigade, which was like Russian version GI Joe, that they, <laughs> they had a team up with. Yeah. But they only featured them in like the late '80s, and they just never were around anymore. But uh, yeah. So yeah, so this will be a, it's going to be a Paramount uh, Amazon joint again. It seems like it's going to be if it's a, if it's a sequel to Modern Wars, it's going to be like a probably a Prime Video exclusive again. Um, I don't think that, I don't think they officially said like it's going to be just on Prime Video, but like it's probably going to be a, probably just be on Prime Video. Um, well, it, it was it, it was going to be like a theatrical like Paramount movie, and then they sold it uh, to Amazon because because like pandemic stuff. So they that's that's why it like ended up on, like as a Prime Video exclusive. So. Maybe Paramount will like want want to keep this like in house and like actually put it out in theaters and not sell Amazon this time. But we'll just we'll just see and then uh, definitely keep an eye on. Like I'm definitely curious to see like casting like yeah who else who they're gonna like you like fill, use to like put it in there like fill out the rainbow team and uh and then yeah no release date yet either but like probably. Probably like a couple, like yeah, a couple years, one or two years out here, but definitely, it's definitely in developments. 
And then <clears throat> we also found out this week there's going to be a Netflix uh, Power Rangers 30th anniversary special uh, called Power Rangers Once and Only, or Once and Always. And it's going to bring back a bunch of the OG Power Rangers. Uh, Walter Emmanuel Jones is going to be back. Uh, David Yost. Um, Johnny Young Bosch. Uh, Karen Ashley. Catherine Sutherland. Uh, Barbara Goodson, who voiced Reader of Pulse, is going to be back. Um, Alpha 5 is going to be like, like they're going to have a new, like some sort of version of Alpha 5. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be a scripted, like, action, like special. It's not going to be like just like a documentary or like a, like, like, look, like it's gonna be like an actual, like, like plot dramatic story with the, with the, the, the actual, like, characters have to come back and like be like more forget and like fight something or do something. And it, it you think, uh, it's, it's weird that it's not on Paramount too like because i think yeah because nickelodeon owns the power rangers i believe yeah and it's like netflix was able to like score this pretty big like monumental well i think i think i think netflix signed a deal with them a while ago because like i think there is i think there's a ton of the seasons of power rangers on netflix only like a netflix exclusive i don't know if it's exclusive i know there's like a ton like they're they had like a bunch of like the like uh like like uh, most of the re- re- recent seasons, like they have the, they they have like the OG show, they have like and then they like up to like the new like the newest stuff they have on there. Gotcha. So so, so I think yeah I think they I think they signed. It might have been like a Yellowstone deal where they like they like they signed the like before like for like uh like you know like they had like Paramount Plus they like licensed it out to like Netflix and then they looks like, well. Paramount Plus doesn't have it, but Netflix does because we didn't think our streaming service was going to be that big, or we didn't realize that we needed a streaming service. <laughs> but I, I, I definitely feel it's it's gonna, it's going to be very weird to not have uh, uh, Jason David Frank in it. They said that they but they have footage. I'm not sure if it's like. It's yeah, I mean, editing makes sense what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I wonder when they shot this because, like, it, it like obviously it was it was before November last year. Like, I'm sure he would have been <laughs> definitely a part of it. I I hope I I definitely hope they do some sort of like you know like tribute to him or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. I don't need him to die off unnecessarily in the show. We're just like, oh, or, too bad or about ha- or Tommy. Have- like, or have or have a terrible like CG like version of him or something or like oh yeah or yeah just have like a like a person like someone in like a Green Ranger costume or like a White Ranger costume or something and just be like I'm I'm gonna sacrifice myself to like <laughs> save everybody like yeah I don't need that no I like I like I like it if he's just like he's just not mentioned again. You know, in a, in, a, in a really weird way, you know what I mean? It's more like he they acknowledge that he existed, but he's he is retired from the game. He's retired from the Power Ranger. Yes. Even though I think, like, there have to be a few Power Rangers they just never bring up again. Like, all the rest of the other color people. Yeah, I mean, they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not bringing back, it's like, like, because I think, like, um, what, like 
because like because because yeah because some of these guys were like from like turbo i think like some of the some of the uh etchers are coming back were like in turbo um well cat is in turbo she she's yes. took over kimberly yes uh and then cat also was in space and then they did have the red ranger from in space show up in the forever red episode yeah uh, I don't. I, I have to think like what other weird seasons. And then, I just it, don't and then it was like it was Rocky and Adam were in. Were they just in the movie and then they were like just in the show or was like were they on the show before the movie? In Turbo? Uh, no, no. Rocky and Adam were already in the first movie. Yeah, this was like I was, like I was, were they just in the first movie? No, they were just there. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I think you mean in Turbo they were just there. I think the movie was the original cast. So Rocky and Adam show up in Turbo, and it's just like no, unexplained. No, because like because the first like the first movie, the Ivan News movie, you had it was Tommy, Kimberly, and Billy, and then you had Adam, Aisha, and Rocky. Oh. Yeah, they were just there. And I think some of them carry over to Turbo, right? Or no? I I'm trying to I'm trying to remember when I fell off. I definitely I think I definitely watched Space, um, for a little bit, and then well, Space was after Turbo. Yeah, because they go to space after Turbo. Yeah, I Tur- Turbo is just like I I. I don't know if I just like didn't watch Turbo or like because Turbo is just like a blank. I have no. Oh. So Turbo's like the, idea. Like, I, I agree. Turbo is sort of a blank because I was I watched it, but I did not retain much. All I no. remember in this whole series of Turbo was the villain was hot. The mm. villainess was just like this hot woman. Yep. And then they drove cars. For some reason, a, a like a ten year old became a, a full grown man when he transformed. Yes, which they explained he, with some sort of like weird like morphin morphin power thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's really uncomfortable him acting like he's like really young sometimes. And I'm like, ugh, this just doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end, they're just like, we have to go to space to find like this ultimate power form or whatever. And then they just like, they leave like Rocky. Like, they just, like, not all of them go to space. They're just like, we have to leave. Bye. Yeah, and then Zeo, I think I watched that one, or is that before Space or Turbo? Power Rangers Zeo was pretty early. Like that was like 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 the one right that, that, that might have been like the one right after Mighty Morphin. Okay, so what I'm thinking is in space, and then I gotta go to the Power Ranger wiki. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm trying to remember all this. So it's in space, followed by Lost Galaxy. Okay, Lost Galaxy was awesome. Now, that was the that, one with the props from Starship Troopers. Yes, I, I definitely remember that one. Because I was like, because that was like, is this is this the, are these costumes of Starship Troopers? <laughs> that was that I didn't that, I think that was the last one I was like kind of watching regularly. Then after like I didn't watch Lightsaber Rescue or Time Force or any like that was I was done after that. <laughs> no, I get it. Uh, Lost Galaxy was pretty good because like. As much as you can retain from it, it, it's like a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. 
but it was cool to see like soldiers, not just teens. Like, I mean, granted, they're like teen soldiers or young twenty-year-old yeah. soldiers, but it wasn't bad. And then that, I, I stopped at Lightspeed Rescue. That's where like I remember just giving up. I was like, okay, I cannot. I'm too old for this now. And then, and then I think I, I watched one of like the specials on like uh like what was the, the special where it had like literally like every Power Ranger like ever in it or something. It was on it was on Netflix. It was like it was like they put they put it on Netflix as like its own like standalone special. But it was I can't I can't remember what season like it was like just during like a it might have been like during like Mega Force or something. What, they, what was that happening that episode? Well, it's just like they, they they literally had like an army of like every every other iteration of Power Rangers at that point like showed up, and they had like oh, all yeah, the swords yeah. and everything. But then but then there's like I think the entire gimmick of that season like that show or that like like season of the show was that the Power Rangers in that show could like morph into any ranger. They get the any power or something like that. They had, yeah, they had, they had like Mega Morphers or something, so they had, like they could like turn into like White Ranger from Mighty Morph Power Rangers if they wanted to. Or like a Zeo Ranger or something. They just they just said whatever. Like it's like Black Zeo Ranger. They turned into like Black Zeo Ranger or something. Uh that actually happens in the later ones. Like if you yeah. possess, if you like, there's an episode where Tommy's able to transform through all his iterations. Yeah. And also doesn't make any sense. Like the the one thing that like the Japanese version is like everything is not connected. Like, that was the the gimmick is that you watch the show, they're not connected. Power Rangers try to attempt to make it all, like, a one universe, which was bizarre. Like, I didn't, it's, like, every season, apparently, is, like, the same timeline. See, I don't know how, like, like was it Dino Force is the one that brought Tommy back as, like, a mainstay character. Yeah, and he, he was, like, an archaeologist or something, or a paleontologist. Yeah, and then he also was in Ninja Storm, I think. No, sorry, it was Ninja Storm, then Dino Thunder, then he was in... Oh, wait, so... So Dino Thunder, SPD was the one where there were, like, cops again. And then Mystic Force is the one where I kind of, like, really tapped out on, on just even learning about Power Rangers stuff. That was the one where they're all, like, magicians. And then, uh... Damn, and this Operation Overdrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. I'm like, I'm, this isn't even recent. This is like 2007. Like this, this 2007. Damn. Then Jungle Fury, and I forgot about that. RPM. That's when they have cars again. Then Samurai. Yeah, Samurai. Tommy's in that one too. Like he just pops up in other like other random ones. And then Tommy's back in Mega Force. Then Super Mega Force. Tommy's back in Dino Charger. Mm-hmm. Then Super Dino Charger. And the last one was Ninja Steel. Oh my god. It actually like splits off. Alright, I'm gonna enter a dark hole. We gotta talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. Uh April 19th is when this Power Rangers special is going to be on Netflix. So if you're a fan of Power Rangers, you want to celebrate the 30th anniversary, uh, that'll be up in April. And then last but not least for this week is that uh, we found out that uh, Chain Tatum, 
has bought the rights to uh, the Patrick Swayze classic Ghost, and he's going to produce and star in a remake of it. And he and he will be in the Patrick Swayze role, so he'll he'll be the uh, character who gets murdered and then comes back as a ghost and has to like, uh, you know, like find the killer. Yeah, like <laughs> reunite with his uh, girlfriend. Well, it'd be weird in this remake where like he doesn't descend to heaven; he just gets re- he you know just sort of stays behind or. Mm-hmm. He um uh gets brought back to life. I think it ruins the romance of Ghost if they do that. Like, let's see if he keeps the message. Mm-hmm. But I could see it be like, oh no, Ghost was such a sad movie. Let's like, let's make a twist. Like, I'm surprised Shane Tatum's like the Demi Moore character, you know, is, is the stay-around boyfriend and the ghost is times the girlfriend. <laughs> That'd be a twist. Yeah. They definitely gotta update the, uh, the weird, like, demon monsters that bring you to hell. The, like, shadow people? The shadow maybe? monsters that, yeah, because, like, because, like, that's, like, the whole, like, spoilers for, like, the original ghost, but, like, they, like, they drag, like, the, like, killer to like hell at the end or something or like whatever they, whatever they, wherever they bring people they like i don't know it doesn't explain why because like one ghost teaches like patrick Swayze ghost that like yeah watch out for the shadow people they mm-hmm. will bring you to hell it's like okay why if you're only evil it's like you're an evil ghost they'll do it You know, like, I, I think that's, like, the rule, so... It can't be as weird as, like, the Flash, like, time monster thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was... But that, yeah, that, that was definitely a weird part of, like, the original Ghost. It was just, like, oh, there's there's demons that just, like, they'll drag your soul to hell if you're, like, if you're, like, evil or just, like, like, just staying on Earth too long, or I guess, or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see what uh, Shane Tatum brings to it and what what uh, what, this, what the new one's gonna be. So it's gonna be Paramount's gonna produce it, um, and it's gonna be yeah, it's in development right now, so probably a couple years off. But yeah, we'll see who else gets cast in it and director and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, Shane Tatum's our new Swayze for at least for Ghosts. I wonder if they're gonna find a new love song, like, or is it just be like the same one? There, those have some like whoever, whoever like is like some some like pop star from now, just like just, like do like an updated version of like Unchained Melody. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the weekend will do Unchained Melody or something. Actually, that's not bad. If the weekend yeah. comes up, he can either redo it or you know, like you need a love song with Ghost. Like, yeah. For the for the obviously for the for the pottery scene. Yep. Do they still like is pottery still a thing? Are they gonna like do pottery or they're like come up with some new like romantic thing? I don't know. Pottery is not like an easy hobby these days. You can't even just be like you need yeah. like a whole studio. Like you can't just put it in your house in New York these days. Yeah. 
It's just like, I don't know, baking. It's like the romantic <laughs> Probably, yeah. baking scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that'll do it for news this week. So I jump into show and tell. And uh, Chris, did you see anything over the last week or so here? I have. I saw a mismatch of movies that probably don't make any sense to watch in, in any order, but it's what I okay. watched. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first up, I watched The Menu. The, like, dark comedy uh, satire of high-class cooking and high society. Yeah, like celebrity chefs and... And just, like, uh, modern views on food and foodies and and just, like, pretentiousness that comes with, like, rich people things. Mm-hmm. Um, very well made. Very well, like... It's like it has layers of like uh, of like good storytelling, parody work. Uh, like it has a message with the the comedy. It's not just like slapstick. It's like oh, it's like very and it's very straightforward. Like it it kind of tells you exactly what the movie's gonna be within the first like twenty minutes, and you don't take it serious, and then. Like, when the whole plot comes together, you understand. It does remind me of, like, a... It, it's like a modern... like it, I forgot the term is, but in the modern storytelling of movies, where, basically, the twists aren't that big, if you've been paying attention to it. You know, it's like, you see it one time, you're like, oh, boy. And then you see it again, you're like, oh, I get... You know, they've been hinting at it. it I don't know what the term is anymore, but it's very, like... It's very clear what the whole plot like what when you see like the escalation it's like it's been there since the beginning it's very uncomfortable when you watch it the first time but the second time you watch it you like expect it you know you're like oh now i get why they did this but i don't want to ruin so much of it but uh, uh you haven't seen it yet right no yeah i might, I might check it out at some point soon here yeah definitely recommend it i feel like Ever since watching Glass Onion, it's like that way of like, like very creative and subtle, uh, comedy and and kind of like a response to things. So the movie's very, I don't, I don't want to spoil it yet because I feel like the what when you watch it, we'll get into the discussion of what you think the ending is, but it's a little open ended. You don't have to think about it as open ended, but I feel like. It's one of those movies that it has a message and you could think of it one way. But if you think about one small detail, which the movie points out early and it you kind of want to it's like the Chekhov's gun. You're like, oh, is what what's with this one? Like they don't bring it up again. And it's very confusing for a well-tell story. So a lot of critics and a lot of people reviewing it and spoiling it have been talking about the subject of what the real ending means and stuff. It doesn't get meta. It doesn't. It doesn't get very crazy what I'm talking about. But for people who've seen it, and for you to see it, we'll talk about exactly where if you get the, the like, the even like sadder or even more like darker ending, where it's not just like watches people get like bullied and then like make like their flaws pointed out by this dinner that lasts like hours. But you see, like, a whole, like, cynical view of the whole 
like life is meaningless so shut up and eat like (laughs) that that's like the message almost so i'm like whoa but it's told very fun and you kind of like enjoy the the torture of it and the movie like again if you watch a lot of food things this is like making fun of that high class eating and the people who sort of like either overhype it and talk about all these things that have no idea what they're talking about but just they're just regurgitating things they've seen and heard or they absolutely have no goddamn idea and they don't appreciate just like the simplicity of like food where it's like you eat to nourish you eat like it shouldn't be things to like push away people and it's like watch this chef who absolutely just does not give a shit about his job anymore it's like he's so burnt out mentally from just from accolades and being like being praised that he's the top best chef and now he's been pushed out from like doing what he loves like he hates what he loves now so it's his way of like throwing a dinner and just being like an absolute like dick to his clients again it's one of those movies where it's like a mystery i guess it's more of a thriller there's really no mystery the movie points out exactly what I just said, where it's like, watch his burnt out chef and his like high class eating that he has been forced to do. And he's taking it out on the clients. So that is like the plot without spoiling much, but it's like, you get to like see why and like who these clients are. And then it's like the overall message. But the message is that like, hey, food shouldn't be this way. Like how the fuck do we get to society where you know, everyone eats. Like, name, like, no one doesn't eat, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it, it's it's fun. And it's uh, uh, definitely, like, if you want, like, an all-star cast ensemble, this is definitely it. Um, so then, uh, I think... A few days later, I followed up, like, a sit down, don't do anything, just watch a movie. I watched uh, Rashomon. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I, it was it just, like, it's on my HBO Max list. It was just, like, right after the menu, it was like, hey, do you still want to watch what you had on your list? I was like, yes, I do, but not today. <laughs> but I finally saw Rashomon. Never mm-hmm. seen the whole thing. I've only seen bits. And I never understood, like, its importance in in uh in movies like i've heard of the rashomon effect in fact if you watch a lot of um it's always sunny in philadelphia a good amount of the episodes are all rashomon effects where it's like people retelling stories in different ways and it's all like you have to pick apart like the lies and the truth and then the one common thread that they all have and it's like you kind of piece together what the what really happened uh, some people actually ruin the, some movies and and TV shows ruin the effect by just having the true storyline. But Rashomon is one of those movies that like you just don't know. At least if you're not, at least it makes sense. Like the movie doesn't do it, but if you're aware and you can kind of if you watch it a few times, you can like get what the real like story is and what makes the most sense. It's just the movie won't confirm it for you, right? That's like that's a true Rashomon effect. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's um. Have you seen it? I've never seen it. No. Okay, so I don't want to spoil much again, but it's definitely like worthy to watch. But it's slow. Like it's a slow burn for the first half hour, I 
I would say. It's very uh, like art housey, I get by today's standard. And I get why it's very uh, revered, because at the time, uh, actually, so when this movie first came out in Japan, it was like hated on. People were just like, why? Just we want to know the answer. Like, don't it, 1950s Japan, like the audiences had no patience for this kind of storytelling. They didn't have the um, re- the rewarding experience of just being like like led to what could be. I guess books are doing that, but when they went to movies, they didn't want that. They want like, you know, a straightforward <laughs> a straightforward thing. So, and it it you know it, so this movie this movie's about uh, a bandit and a, a crime that happened with. Um, a dead samurai, uh, a very, like, I guess, like, sad wife, and a caught bandit that all accuse the bandit of murdering the samurai. And the reason, and then it's like, everyone's telling their part of the story. Uh, and there's one version the bandit tells, there's one version that the, what the woman tells, and then Curveball uh, it's one version that the dead man tells from like a spirit, like a like a medium shows up and is able to like tell his version of the story, um, with a with a medium that like it just I guess magic exists in this universe. Like you know they kind of do like okay like it seemed very grounded and then out of nowhere here's a here's like a spirit person. So. Yeah, and then they tell their versions of the same account, and it it's altered slightly. Like in one version, the bandit's more heroic. The other version, the um, the wife is more like dramatic about it, and she's like, "Oh, like I didn't, I I felt weak, and you know, I love my husband, and I didn't want to dishonor him, and blah blah blah." Like, and the whole common theme about this is that it's all about honor like how well you protect yourself like your self-preservation in in your your uh, accounts of things so you maybe tell a story about your truth like it's your truth and not like the actual truth so Rashomon is like an examination of like how far you're willing to like cover up details and like exaggerate details uh, and then even when you get like I guess not to spoil much, but you'll see. You get, like, another account. It's, like, a... It's what, like, as close as the true version could be, but there's still slightly, like, de- there's details that are slightly different. And it kind of represents the whole perspective, except for, like, you know, again, their own account. So, the movie just ends that way, where it's like, okay, hey, like, we may never know what the real story is but um you'll just like you have to live with it like you can live the best you know life you have with what you think you know so like the message is very like uh they do this thing where it's like uh, a priest is very like like he hears all this and he's very um sad about humanity so he just sort of gives up on he's trying he's like losing his faith in humans uh, but then he hears like all these stories, and it kind of like, okay, hey, like no one's perfect, and that's how the movie ends. But um, yeah, it's weird. Like if you see it, 
you'll see this one part and i guess it makes more sense in like i don't know japanese bandit stuff but it's like this bandit guy his whole goal was to like trick the samurai into thinking that he'll be rich by following up a mountain where he's able to beat him up and tie him up and then he wants to bring the samurai's wife to the husband to laugh at them together like hey i beat up your husband let's go like laugh at him that's like his plan and it makes no sense by today's standards but back then it's just like okay like cool (laughs) like it's a, it's a very slow burn and very like the what's at stake and this escalation gets different like the whole fighting to the death thing like later on he gets killed in quote unquote a battle and you don't know if this battle was honorable or just sort of like a murder but just the that point alone they you have to watch that point like two or three times like they you know everyone tells that point again and again but it, it's the it's the weirdest like you know gullible like absolutely red flag situation that the samurai is just like oh hell yeah i'll follow you up alone to this mountain for money so yeah like to me i always thought rashima was way more like if you watch like the covers or you've seen like people talk about this movie you, they kind of not mention how silly the premise is like this the samurai like trying to get rich quick and it just like blows up in his face immediately mm-hmm. So, it, it, again, I was surprised. I was like, oh, wait, that, that's what Rashomon's about? It's about, like, this guy just bad with, like, decisions? Like, not even, like, oh, he, he had a bad day. He just was like, hmm, I see your plan. You are a drunk, crazy, like, bandit in, like, in this roadside who is, like, trying to offer me money, and I'm going to take it. Like, you know, it's just like, wait, why? They, they don't explain the samurai's like uh wealth where like he needs the money or like you know it's sort of like oh shit like i'm actually out of cash and hey you know this will be a good thing for both of us it sort of just like happens you know like this bandage just like hey like come with me i'll get you rich like i'll show you what the this thing is you buy it from me for some reason and now you'll be more rich than this it's like wait why don't you just sell your treasure i don't know why you're trying to sell it to you know like immediately you're just like no like come on this is a scam so yeah it's the crux of the movie but i think it's the funniest part where it's just like they present it in such a weird way it's overacted and it's supposed to be but it's like especially when this movie's revered it's like studied in film class and i was like it begins like this Mm -hmm. so um yeah uh, again, definitely it's worth seeing once to get it. I'm not sure I want to watch it, like, annually, but it's definitely something I can write off my list to say I watched it. Uh, and then lastly, uh, not talking about so much about it, but I saw John Wick 1 again. I threw that on TV while I was doing some other chores and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to the next two movies, John Wick 1 is very grounded. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. very simple the continental is like not this crazy like fortress that it becomes later on and there's, there's, like, there's, no, there's no bulletproof suits <laughs> no there is no 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 oh, right. no there isn't there's just bulletproof vests like they just established that yeah 
Two is like where you get like an actual suit that's like has like a liner of bulletproof material uh-huh. in it. Yeah. yeah. Which like I get I guess once you once you introduce that, you're like, okay, I get it, because you don't wanna like make him look bulky, you don't wanna like that's why he's able to stand, so many other things, I guess. But there's this level of like I don't know, like he's now unstoppable in in uh two two and three mm-hmm. to some degree but one he's like he's struggling a little bit like he's i get it he's rusty but it's like at least that's realistic of what john wick would be like um the only thing is the 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 underground world isn't flushed out enough yet like which i didn't mind because it's still just like continental coins make sense to the continental where it really worked there, but it didn't really do anything else other places. But if you see two and three, they're throwing coins left and right, whatever, like, they just need it to get done. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't figure out, I, I couldn't see, I could see where the writing was, like, continental, continental coins, got it. So, so um, uh, what's his name? Winston, like, he controls, like, this underworld. Like it, or he at least controls like the small network of it. Then from two and three on, it it explodes of like how big the underworld is, and then how um how like the coin the, business is. The, I get the high that. table and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get it, but like three, I think is where like it gets a little more nuts with the how big the underworld is with the high tables enforcement. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to one, like. I think, like, the Russian mobster guy, he just puts a contract out through, like, a call, and that's it. Like, you don't, you don't pull up the whole Hitman contract or whatever. And it's like, Perkins was just, like, there. Like, she probably... She wasn't there before for some of the reasons. She was just there. Mm-hmm. So, the the assassins were not as crazy, but it was like, oh, okay, no, these are, like, a few. And the only thing I... My biggest complaint is that the Continental looked realistic in the first movie, and then by the second and third, it's, like, it's got, like, weird expansion rooms, and then I think three is the one where they have, like, this grand hall, or this grand lobby that I'm like, where's this? This is from a different set. Yeah, like, well, yeah, it had, like, the second floor or whatever, or like, there's a floor that has, it's just, like, all, like, glass, and, like... Cause that's, like, cause a, that's what, like a curation room? Because that's where he fights, like, uh, like, Mark Dacascos, is, like, this, like, crazy, like museum room or it's like or like i don't even know what the purpose of that room is but it's just like this is like all like glass columns and like a glass floor and because they like because they like deconsecrate or like yeah like deconsecrate like the continental it's not like a it's not protected anymore so you can like go in and kill people in there yeah the that's why i'm like i as i'm a little confused if if they just said something like, oh, no, we bought the next building or we expanded, blah, 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 like, that makes more sense. But go from the first movie to the third movie, it's a whole different building. But uh, still fun. John Wick, still, still uh, an amazing action movie. Yeah. Uh, I, one I, of the things I, I realized... Hmm? I was, I was, I was just say I cannot wait for four this year. Yep, cannot wait for four. Uh, but one of the things I, I, I wanted to... I want to see happen, which is probably going to happen one of these days, 
is the weird parody of John Wick. Uh, if they're able to just make something are, work, are you talking, you're talking like 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 a Hot Shots version of John Wick or something? Not like not a full Hot Shots, but and that same vein of like Austin Powers to James Bond. Yeah, where it, it like makes fun of the genre, but it can be taken sort of serious on its own. You know, like I want a version of John Wick where uh, it's like they keep telling like the pencil story about this guy and it keeps changing slight details where it's like he killed three men and then it's like, OK, he killed five men. It's like, oh, OK. Or he, it's like, he, oh, he killed he killed two men with like an eraser. It's like, what? How? You know, like, and then it's like his, because by the second movie on, John Wick is now way more infamous and they still talk about like how crazy, like deadly this guy is. And his still, his number one weakness in the first two movies is being hit by cars. So I want something like that. Yeah. But, but I want the movie to be sort of serious where it, it, it like, not to hot shots level, but to a degree where it is it is like nobody, but nobody was like a very like John Wick S movie. So I want something like that, but it's like the underground world still exists, like the Continental and like all the like services, but just downgraded. Where instead of like <laughs> staying at a high class continental, it's like a holiday inn. Or it's like all the underground connections are like, oh, hey, you need to get here like safely. You got to ride in this like dumpster from like McDonald's, you know, like or it's like, oh, we'll sell you weapons. You have to go to this 99 cent store. And it's just like all this like it's got good weapons, but it's like just shit appearances. You know, it's like if you remember in, in uh, John Wick 2, he goes to these like places or at least he's talking to the uh, the Salmonalier, the you know, the wine guy and he's not actually a wine guy i guess he's actually like a like a gunsmith yeah so give me that but instead of like high class it's like same attitude but aesthetically it's like you're in like a dollar family dollar or something like that you know that'll, that'll probably happen at some point because like i know it's gonna happen i just don't yeah. know when Cause like, cause like every like we're getting so many like John Wick likes <laughs> since John Wick came out. Yeah, just same aesthetic, same kind of filming technique. Give me the doesn't have to be the same background, but give me a man who like had to bring back into this. Like nobody was like it, but nobody was very John Wick. You could even argue that it can take place in the same universe. But I want something a little more crazy and. Crazy in concept, but very serious in execution. You know what I mean? I don't want it to be a full-on parody. I want it to be, like, a comical response to John Wick. Have it still be rated R. I still... You can put up the crazier stakes where, you know... I don't know. His family died. You know, it doesn't have... It doesn't... What sparks him off doesn't have to be the main plot of the movie. I just need him to get back in the underground world that he left behind. He had three dogs. <laughs> yeah. See, it, once I think the I think the nearest thing they had that was sort of forgotten was Keanu. Mm -hmm. I think that movie was the closest to what I envisioned, but 
not as like a giant Keel, uh, Keel and Peel sketch. Like I needed to be a very like focus and actually be about Hitmen. Yeah, that, that's my viewing experience this week. Uh, what about you? So uh, I saw the probably what was the biggest thing for well this past weekend, but then most this week as well, which I saw the first episode of The Last of Us on HBO. Obviously, you know, based on the first game in the Naughty Dog series, um, that's been. <laughs> what are we on the third version of it? <laughs> Because the original remaster and then the remake. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's one of the best games of all time. So I mean, it. Uh, <laughs> if you're gonna remake, if, keep remaking a game like that makes that, that makes sense. But um, yeah. So based on the, based on the first game, and we're, we're probably gonna get to the second game at some point if they keep if it, you know, maintains its viewership and gets renewed for other seasons. But we're in the we're in the world of the first game and. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic first episode. Like, if you're, especially if you're a fan of the game, like it, it, it's so nails the tone and like the, like look and every like everything of the games. Like it's the music of the games. It, it really, I think, you know, we were, I think we, we were talking about Halo last week. Um, at one point, this really makes Halo just like see, like it just it's even more just like God. What, what was Halo? Halo is so like like Halo had nothing to do with like like what he had really going for it was like the characters looked had like armor that looked like the game like and like the props looked like from the games but like nothing else was even like close to like what the games were trying to do. And then Last of Us is like so like it, it's obviously they were like very care they they wanted to like to like be like the game like feel like the game look at the game same plot, but they're also like putting in like interesting expansions on it to like flesh things out and like make like give you more like insight into like different things like it actually has a really cool like uh there's like a cold open in the first episode it's like set in like the 60s and it's like this like talk show it's like dick cavett like old school style like talk like 60s talk show and it's like these like scientists are talking about like uh like like possible like you know cont like contagions or like threats against the humanity and then like uh one of them who's played by john hannah uh starts talking about like how like fungi could be like the worst threat if if if, if for some reason the earth uh temperature warmed up <laughs> and so, but, so this is like in 1968 so like man if, if, if for some if for some reason the earth's temperature warmed up then fungi could uh evolve and start infecting humans Oh boy. So, I, I think someone did theorize that that's like a possibility, an actual real possibility. Yeah. Well, and they also, I mean, like this, the, this John Hanna character like mentions like there's like there's like that fungus that like like takes over ants and like basically turns them into zombies. Oh yeah, the one that like wants to get eaten by uh, cows and then cows like poop it out and yeah, because then well, the parasite can get to a cow. Well, there's, there's one, there's, there's one that, like, grows inside ants, and then it forces, like, the ants to, like, like, just do, like, do what it, the fungi wants to do, and then eventually it'll, like, kill the ant, like, grow out of the ant's head, and so, like, and, like, turn it, like, and, like, that's how it releases its spores again. No, no, so, it, it does that, but the process gets, like, exponentially sped up if the ant is, like, mutated on a, on a grass 
piece of yeah. grass it's mm-hmm. eaten by a cow. And now it's like you got like an incubator inside the cow. Yeah. But and somehow so, the fungus is like aware of that. So yeah, so so they mentioned all this in like this like this like talk show called open, then obviously that's what happens in the world of last of us. It's like this like fungi starts like infecting people and turning them into like uh infected humans and eventually like f- clickers that have like much like fungi growing out of their heads and they eventually turn into just like full like fungus monsters um and then they also and they also like uh in the first like for the first like half of the first episode which is which is like a like two like it's like a two hour long premiere it's like a like 120 minutes i think is like or it's an hour 20 minutes is the is the right time of the first episode so it's 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 like a mega sized premiere for the last of us um but they also they like they really like they, they like show you more of like what uh like Joel's daughter Sarah was up to before like everything went to shit um because in the first game you you like you if you play like the opening of like The Last of Us like you play as like you're controlling Sarah but it's like it's like within like the first like five minutes like it's like clickers and like infected people are like, bursting through like the like the the your like glass sliding doors like chasing you and stuff um but they really they really like like take some time to like show like what she was like doing like like, like the day before like everything happened uh-huh. and which, which like so then you're like it's like you're like like getting to know her more than like liking her more and then it makes like what like what, what happens if you play like which you, which you know it's hap- when you know what's coming if you play the games it makes it that even more like even worse <laughs> than the game because it's like you spent even more time with this character and then yeah just like a lot like more like world building with like the like the, like the kind of like the different factions in like Boston and like kind of like what like the like the daily like stuff of like trying to survive it like you know 20 years after the like fungal infection and like Joel has to take these like horrific jobs to like earn like ration cards to like for like food like he has to like pick up the Mandalorian jobs (laughs) well I mean Maybe the learning drives would be a vacation compared to like what he's doing. Like he has to like throw people's bodies on the like giant bonfires when they like are infected and like and then like and then he like possibly is, is like next day if if like everything with like Ellie didn't happen he's he's like had to like start clean, like working the sewer like clean the sewers or something. It's like it's things things are horrible in in like Boston and the entire world in The Last of Us obviously. Um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Pedro Pascal is, I mean, amazing as always. Like, he, like I'm, I'm fully on board with him as Joel. Like, he's like, like, he's, like, he's not, he's not doing like a, like the, like he's not doing like a full like southern accent like Troy Baker did. But like, he's like, he's definitely like he's definitely doing like his own thing. But it's like it, it totally fits Joel. And then I, I, th- I think, I think we, we, we need like, I, I, I feel like this. Episode two is like we're, like we're gonna like really like dig into Ellie because like Ellie doesn't really have a lot to do like Bella Ramsey doesn't really have a lot to do in the first episode and she's kind of like one note she's kind of like this like because you know, she's like locked up by the fireflies because like for <laughs> for like most of the episode so mm-hmm. she's just, like yelling at people like let her out so it's like she doesn't really have like a lot of like character <laughs> building stuff to do in the first episode but I'm I'm sure it's coming in like this this like episode two and beyond like because that's like the whole like thrust of like the last of us is like joe and ellie's like journey and their like like relationship with each other so um 
but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's great so far. Like there's, there's like shots that are like in sequences, like right from the game. Like if you play the game, like you're like, you'd be like, Oh man, I played this. Like now now it's like live action and like, like lines from the, from the game are like directly like pulled from the game. And like people are wearing the same costumes as they get in the, from the games. So like it, it is, it's so, it's super, super faithful to the games. But it's also it definitely is like adding new things and expanding things in an interesting way. So it's not it's not just like so it's not just like a like a like recitation of the game again. Like it's it's adding it's adding new stuff that's like interesting. Even if you've like played the games like multiple times or played the game a bunch or you know the game a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely definitely check it out if you're if you're a fan of the games or you just want to see like a like a really good like apocalypse post like apocalyptic drama like. Like, uh, I mean, I guess, I, you could, I guess you could compare to The Walking Dead, but like, I mean, it's already kind of better than The Walking Dead. <laughs> I mean, just like, like character-wise and like set, like setting-wise and everything, and like it, it's, it, it kind of like already feels like, but like a step up from Walking Dead. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm 100% gonna keep watching the, like the entire season, and then hopefully we get. More seasons, because I'm definitely interested to see what they're gonna what they, what they would do for like season two if they're like gonna like start adapting like Last of Us chapter two. Yeah, I mean, I I have to like if the feedback of this is doing really well, I hope they actually take the source material things more seriously, where like fans and like newcomers alike are like, this is actually a good story. Like they believe in the process. Yeah, I feel like I mean this 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 sets the like. The bar, like this should be the bar now for like video game adaptations. Like we should we shouldn't get any more Halos or like or like 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 or like uh, Mortal Kombat or something. Like 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 this 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 should be like the standard for like video game adaptations now. But yeah, so definitely, definitely highly recommend that. Check that out on HBO if you haven't seen that. And then um, I also saw completely uh, <laughs> opposite of the spe- uh, spectrum. I saw the Lady Vanishes, the uh, 1938 Hitchcock classic, um, which I think I think I think it's on HBO Max. I I got it from my Netflix DVD uh, subscription. Um, but yeah, th- so this is this is a a, a classic Hitchcock. I guess I guess it's a whodunit. Um, it's 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 a mystery, um, and basically the premise is that there is a um, there's this young English socialite uh, who's in like it's this fake country in Eastern Europe called like Bandrika, and she's but she's heading home to uh, get married to this person that she hates, but it's, she has to because he's like it's like part of like you know, like society or whatever rich. Yeah, she's just mm-hmm. like, um, and then. Uh, she meets like this older woman named Miss Freud, um, and they're on the train together. Um, right before they get on the train, like uh, this uh, Iris, who's like the, the the socialite, she like gets bonked on the head by a flower pot because someone like there's like there's like there's like there's, before everyone gets on the train, there's like a mysterious person, like there's like, a guy like there's like this like uh like musician playing outside the hotel everyone's staying in, and then someone strangles him. And you don't see what it is, and then like someone like pushes this like flower box on on a window. Oh, and then oh, they're like two unrelated things. Yeah, 
But like, but yeah, but like Iris gets bucked on the head, so she's kind of like, you know, she might have a concussion, maybe. But like, basically, but like Miss Freud's like take care of her on the train, um, and then they they kind of like become friends on the train. But then Iris kind of like she takes a she takes a nap, and then when she wakes up, like Miss Freud's gone, and everyone's everyone on the train's like, there was, what are you talking about? There's no old lady on the train. You were talking, you weren't talking to an old lady on a the train. There was there's no Miss Freud. What are you talking about? So is it the movie where about gaslighting or no, right? I mean, kind of. I mean, they're all because like they're all yeah they're all like because uh, because we because we in the movie see like like them talking to like other people and then uh and then but then uh, everyone everyone here in her like in Iris's like train car or like that no there there wasn't like there wasn't an older lady in our car with us no. And then, I mean, eventually you do find there's there is like some like like plot going on that is like uh this like complicated plot going on that, it, like the reason why like ever everyone's like acting like this, but that's that's like the whole like kind of like drive of the movie is like trying like Iris and then she teams up with like this like this like uh artist slash musician who's on the train who's kind of like annoying her the previous night by like playing like super loud clarinet music upstairs in the room buffer in the hotel. But then they like team up because like, he's like the only one to like kind of like uh, go along with like trying to like f- help her figure out who like if, if they're like what's going on. I was actually I was actually kind of like surprised that like a lot like the first like 20 minutes of this movie is like not on the train. It's like just like at, the, at this like hotel because everything's everything's kind of like, gets snowed in for a night. And they have to stay at this like tiny hotel in this, this little town. And it's like a wacky, there's like a lot of like wacky comedy stuff going on. There's like these like two guys, two English guys who are like trying to get home to like watch a cricket match. And they keep what? getting like, <laughs> and they keep getting like pushed in like these like really like, like, like awkward, weird, like, uh, like inconvenient situations. Like they're like, they're like they get put in like the maid's room because there's no other rooms left. And she, she's like keep coming in, like changing or like, putting, like, clo- like, like barging in on them and like doing something and leaving. And they're like, ah. <laughs> And then like they, they go to dinner and there's, there's like no food left because like they, they weren't prepared to like, have all these people at the hotel so they're, like they have to like share this like tiny tiny tiny, tiny piece of cheese. So there's yeah there's and then like there's the whole thing with like yeah like there's like this musician like who's like like studying like like uh local folk dances so he's like having like the hotel staff like dance in his room and that's like causing like, like super loud stomping noises above like iris's room so she's like, pay, like bribes the like like hotel manager like try to like, kick him out of his room so, so there's like like a like all this is just because of like she wants to marry this guy there's probably all these factors that are stopping her right or is she that, just having that, a terrible vacation She's just having a terrible location like that. Yeah, her her like marriage like this like like dud guy at home has like nothing to do with anything else. That, that nothing to do with like this like plot of the trade. She just happens she just happens to be the person that like like is like hey this lady disappeared <laughs> on the train and I'm gonna try to find out what happened to her. But I, I was but I was I was just I was surprised by like how much like setup and like just like not plot comedy was going on in the opening like because it, it, it the, the first time it's kind of feels like it's like its own like a totally different movie where it's like this like wacky comedy of like this like all these, all, oh man this hotel is overbooked all, all these crazy characters are here together what's gonna happen and then after that it, when everyone gets on the train that turns then it's like oh now it's like this like mystery uh like thriller plot of like what where what happened to this old 
uh, older woman on the train. We got to figure out what's going on. But yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's, it's it's if you're a fan of Hitchcock, it's it's got it's got like all you know, a lot of the classic like Hitchcock elements to it. Um, definitely definitely if you're interested in like like early Hitchcock, because this is like one of his like when he was like in like London shooting movies before he came to Hollywood. And this is and this is basically the movie that like got him into like Hollywood because like a lot of his like movies before this in London were like and like England were not successful, and then this one was like a big success, and then that got him like uh like. American producers are like, oh, this Hitchcock guy, he could probably make some movies here. Let's get him over here. I gotcha. I, I, it's one of those things where, like, you see it out of prosperity, but is it, like, one of those you have to see it to kind of get movie history? I mean, I mean, it's 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 super well it's super well regarded. I mean, it's like considered like one of the best like British movies ever made. It's like considered like one of the like, uh, like. Be, like it's 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 on like a lot of like best of like classic movie lists. I gotcha. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think it like. It, it, I don't think it like. Like, it's 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 just a it's like a very good entry in like the like mystery genre, but it's not like oh it's like this defined the mystery genre <laughs> like. Every everything comes from this. It's like it's it's just like a it's just like a a, a like a fun solid like early entry in like in like the, the genre and, it, and it's got like and it's got like all the like it's got like if you if you if you really want, if you want to see like, if, yeah it's more if you want to see like early hitchcock or like see like how like if you've seen like you know like psycho and stuff like later hitchcock you want to see like where he gets started like it's definitely interesting to watch that stuff and then but it's also it's also like a it is like a it's like a fun like mystery plot of like because it, 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 it keeps getting like weird, crazier and weirder of like <laughs> all, all these like different characters on the train that could, like are involved and like why people are doing like doing what they're doing and stuff. So it, it yeah, it's worth checking out if you're, it's on it's on HBO Max. It's, I think it's in like the like t- like Turner Classic Movies section if you want to check it out. And then uh, that's it for me this week. So we wrap things up. Uh, definitely head over to the site. We got all of our usual features up there. We've got. Uh, trailers, news, and uh, uh, reviews, and all sorts of other stuff up there. Uh, you can check out our commentaries. We got our commentary from for Home Alone 2 still up there. And uh, next week, we're going to have our Warriors of Future commentary for uh, you know, celebrate Chinese New Year and to kick off the year with a, a new commentary. We're kicking it off with like crazy Chinese action. So come back next week, check that out. And uh, all the usual stuff is up there as well. Head over and check all that stuff out at everythingashton.com. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I am Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.